Right now, though, let's chat to Bryce McGain from Australian Leg Spinner. He's had a, a really busy period, mate. He spent time over in India as part of the Legend Series. Bowled very nicely. Still got some magic in those spinning fingers. And he's also a passionate Brisbane fan. So while Brisbane didn't make the grand final, they made it to a prelim. They've certainly won the trade period. Bryce McGain, good morning. Good morning, Jacob and Wayne. And uh, thanks for your kind words. A bit of magic in the fingers. It was, uh, I guess, for all of us over there, including, you know, the names of Watson, Lee, Haddon, all those sort of guys, Nannis, White, um, Hodge. You know, it was a great group that went over and, and played in that tournament. But... Uh, Everyone had their moment. Everyone has still got the magic in there, and uh, it was really good to be part of that uh, over in India recently. But uh, for right now, it's um, for me, it's a bit of focus on the World Cup, and I've been lucky enough to um, cover the, I, I guess, the practice games coming up for the teams that are looking to qualify next week, and then we lead into the World Cup. But more importantly, right on our agenda is uh, Australia and how they're tracking as well. No, I've got to ask a question before that. How, uh, yes. how the hell are you a Brisbane supporter? Well, originally Fitzroy, Wayne. So uh, I, I stuck okay. that. I tried to follow another team, obviously upset with Fitzroy's demise at the time. And yep. the merger happened and I thought, well, I can't follow that. I'll follow St Kilda and I just couldn't. Um, every McGain's been a Lions supporter since, uh, I guess, uh, VFL football started. So it's... Uh, it was in the blood, so I couldn't change. Okay. Good man. Accepted. Good man. And and a nice trade yeah, period okay. for them. We might talk about that a bit later. But cricket is at the forefront of mind. And as you say, a T20 World Cup for Australia in Australia. They head in as the defending champions. Should we be worried? They started the, the World Cup last year pretty slowly in the warm-up games as well. Should we be worried about Australia's form leading into the World Cup? I think the form is okay. I, as... As I sort of alluded to with the Legends League, uh, I think each player has had their moment and we've found some form. I guess the question mark was really around Marcus Stoinis coming back in after injury and wondering, gee, can he sustain the form that I guess Cameron Green has been able to show over in India and then even when he's come back to Australia in these sort of warm-up series? And um, the answer to that is pretty simply, yes, he can. He can do that role. Um He's done it both with the bat. Last night he took three for 34 in his four overs and, and was right in the heat of the battle uh, when, when it was on. And he's batting 22 off 13, which was pretty useful as well with a couple of boundaries and a six. So I guess that answers that question. I, I think everyone else is going. Um, I guess the, the, the part and the quandary we have with Green outside of the squad and doing so well at the top of the order opening the bat is that are we going to see the magic of Warner and Finch that we once we, we know is probably the world's best opening combination, but we just haven't seen it nailed uh, together for some time now. And I guess our fingers are crossed. It's more hopeful than um, knowing uh, with the current form lines. But that's probably my only question and, and concern is Australia not being able to get off to those flyers that we have done for many, many years and been so successful. Well, the talk is, you know, there's a bit of doubt over Ash Agar. Did they just pull the trigger and, and put Green in for him? But then I suppose my next question is, what role will Ash Agar play? Because we know the role of spinners in, in 2020. It unbalances the, the squad then, I, I feel, Wayne. That, mm. That's the, the challenge of that. You take the, the spinner out. Stoinis was probably in the gun, and I felt maybe a couple of weeks ago when when I was watching those games and I was over in India at the time watching the games and thought, well, if Stoinis isn't right, maybe they just tell him, mate, you're injured. Yep. You're not going to make it. But he, he's back and going. So it's hard to deny that. And he deserves his spot. There's no question he deserves his spot. And he's certainly in that best 
uh, squad for the World Cup yep. in Marcus Steiner. So taking out a spinner, however, to put in the fast bowling all-rounder at the top of the order maybe plugs the gap immediately. But you, you've got to have the option, I think, of two specialist spinners uh, when the conditions suit. But even when they don't, spinners been so dominant in T20 cricket and Australia just can't go in with a heavy pace lineup. They've got to be able to take the pace off. Bryce, um, Glenn Maxwell... He's not in the greatest of form at the moment. We know of his talent, and I think everyone's expecting he'll play a role for Australia in this World Cup. But a single-figure score again last night, eight off 11 balls, didn't hit a boundary. Mm. He can bowl some off-breaks, but is his position in jeopardy in this team? Yeah, I think his fielding also is not to be underestimated. Mm. He can save your 10 in the field by his throwing and cutting, the. I guess, where they're sneaking two into one from an outfielder. And Look, he's tremendous all round. He's just playing a little different role, um, what Andrew McDonald's got him doing now is batting up the order a little bit. He's usually played the finisher role around that sort of six or seven where Tim David is doing an unbelievable job as a power hitter. And and that's absolutely suited to Tim David at that number six. So uh, Maxwell's now up the order a bit in a different position. He batted a four last night. And I, I guess he's so flexible and so good that you expect um, it. To, to continue to go. Look, I, I have a lot of trust. His experience around the world and in the big moments, um, I, I get the sense will shine through despite just missing out last night. Um, I guess the, the challenge with that is the pressure goes on those guys in the middle order in Maxwell at four, Stoinis at five, David at six, when you don't get a good start. Dave Warner, four off 11, Aaron Finch just striking at 113 off 13. That then puts pressure on that, that group in that middle order where that they should be able to go. The top order really need to go in that power play, six overs. That's where the World Cup, I feel, is going to be won and lost. The ability for teams to score in those first six overs and really get a head start that opens up the door for the their rest of their batting lineup. So, look, zeroing it back to your question about Glenn Maxwell, yeah, it, he's adapting to that new type of role, but... All of the roles um, come together and merge together to an overall benefit of the team. So um, I- I'm sure that the opening would be of more concern than maybe just one individual's um, form line at this stage with um, with Maxwell batting at four. Bryce, I've been, I've been expressing concern over the last few weeks about the... the I suppose the throwing around of the, the the lineup, you know, not having a set lineup. you know, we're only a week or two out. Was last night... The ones that they said is that the is that the starting lineup? Do you think have we eventually got yeah. there? Yeah, they rested a few guys. Five guys, in actual fact, came into the team yep. uh, who stayed on the east coast, didn't do the travel across to Perth for that game one. Um, I, I think it's pretty close. I think this is the, the preferred lineup um, for early in the tournament, and then if things don't quite work, well, then they're quite happy to make the changes and and bring in um, the firepower. Steve Smith missing out is an interesting one, but I just think this, when you look at that top seven, uh, Warner, Finch, Marsh, Maxwell, Stoinis, David, Wade at seven, that, that real finisher, 360-degree player, I, I just don't see the spot for Smith. And maybe, um, you know, he might be that, that next cab off the rank if someone is not quite in touch and that, then they do the shuffling around. But I think it's as close as we're going to get, Wayne, to... This looks like the lineup to me um, and what they've settled on. 
Bryce McGain's with us, former Australian leg spinner. We're chatting the T20 World Cup Australia, losing a, uh, a prelude to that World Cup series against England, uh, an eight-run loss last night at Monica Oval in, in Canberra. Uh, will there be more rotation, do you think, in this World Cup? It's not something you often see. It's a World Cup, you're playing for keeps. But with Australia's depth in their squad, something you've alluded to already, Bryce, could we see a few more rotational changes across the games? Yeah, potentially, Jacob. Look, I, I think one of the quandaries is that if, you, if you're looking at the lineup and you want to play another spin bowler, we're talking about Agar, um, if you wanted to play the other spin bowler, which most teams will, most teams will play two specialist spinners uh, rather than the, the part-time of, you know, Zampa's de- an absolute lock, but Maxwell um, being the, the part-time spinner. But the quandary they have, you would say, oh, Stark and Cummins are our number one and two fast bowlers. But Josh Hazelwood is number one bowler in T20 International in the world at the moment. So his position can't be denied. So I think it puts a bit of a squeeze on those three, which have been our mainstay for the last five years, I suppose, the best three quicks going around in Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins. So one of those, you, you can't possibly have Pat Cummins out of the team. I don't think you can have Stark out of the team. But how do you leave out the number one T20 bowler in the world in Hazelwood you just can't so it puts some pressure on I think around how they're going to rotate and I don't know whether rotate or maybe just pick the right balanced team because it's not allowing them that other specialist spinner so but it's a wealth of riches I suppose in terms of fast bowling and you know I guess if it is your strength play to it and um, you know I get the sense that maybe last night that with the three quicks they'll settle on that if Green comes into the squad for an injured player, then I think it it, it puts a bit of a quandary because he will bat up the order, but he also can bowl that, that 140 and has proven to do so, and he's a wicket-taker in T20 as well. So, boy, there, there are more questions if he comes into the squad about who, who you leave in and who you bring in. So, look, I'm sure the team won't be locked and loaded. There'll be movement, um, and there's likely to be injury and things like that as well. So everyone certainly needs to be ready and on their toes for Australia. What have you thought looking at the English side? What, 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 what have you taken from what you've seen? Yeah, look, I think they look really settled. Um, that, they're good. They're good. Um, they're fearless with the bat right at the top with Butler and Hales. That They've shown that they can really get things going and, and on their day they're just about unstoppable. But the one for me that it's probably surprised me a bit. Uh, Doan Milan, obviously, with 82 last night with the standout. He was striking at 160, so um, he's in top form. But the one um, that surprises me a bit is Moen Alley um, batting at six. So he, for me, I thought, gee, that's high. But boy, oh boy, can he just keep the, the tempo going. He's so dangerous and a good player of spin as well. So 44 off 27 last night for him with a couple of sixes as well. So he just adds to this depth. And then their all-round talent going down the order um, – can, can still, you know, hit the boundaries, and that's what they were able to do. Um, both, you know, Sam Curran and Chris Jordan came in and hit sixes to put the finish on their innings. So they've got some real depth, and uh, they're a really dangerous team and uh, probably one of the most experienced groups who have been informed. They're obviously coming off their summer, and they've all played in the 100. They've all played some really good competitive cricket. So they're primed, and um, they're looking every piece uh, semi-final quality in the World Cup. Who else is likely to be there, do you think? So England certainly a contender, Australia in their own conditions. Who else will be there at the business end of the World Cup, do you think? Yeah, the question mark with the subcontinental teams, like you would immediately say, well, there's Pakistan and there's, uh, there's India as well, and boy, can I not wait for that fixture at the MCG. That's going to be something special in the World Cup when those two teams meet. 
that's going to be unbelievable. The whole uh, city of Melbourne is already preparing for such a, a huge occasion, not only the 100,000 that can pack in the MCG, but I think the whole city will be lit up uh, on that particular game. But I think both those teams are in the mix because of the talent they have and the really high-end international talent. But how they adapt to Australian conditions uh, is is another thing. But it's probably all those teams with the, the touring they're doing now is a whole lot better than maybe what they might have made a fist of about 15, 10 or 15 years ago. So they're all really capable. So I think those teams are right up in the mix. A uh, couple of qualifying teams that were, that were interesting. It, it's you know They're off the mark a bit at the moment, but Sri Lankan's batting firepower was pretty impressive the other night in a practice game at the MCG uh, in the afternoon. They went right from the top, and they have some hitters there that are dangerous. They still need to qualify, and West Indies two-times champions have got to qualify as well. So um, at the bottom rung of the qualification, or the top end of the qualification, bottom rung of the, the teams that are in already... Um, there's a couple of teams loitering with intent, but for me, those some continental teams, I really think it's India and Pakistan are the other group that can really push in quite strongly. Yeah, well, those qualifiers sort of start in the next couple of days. What yes. Geelong, MCG, what's the weather like? Yeah, today is horrendous. Uh, we, we've got heavy, heavy rain. It seems like Sydney are pushing down what they've had for the last six months. It's, it's been heavy rain for the, the best part of you know 12 hours now and it's not going to stop for another 12 hours. There's a lot of weather around. It will clear up over the weekend and uh, all these grounds are, are well prepared for it. Um, Geelong is well covered uh, and, and the practice games that they've been having at the Junction Oval, well, they'll be kiboshed today um, and, and also the MCG. There won't be any play at all today. But uh, look, I think things will shape up pretty well. The teams have prepared. They've got indoor facilities both at the MCG and the Junction Oval, so the teams will be as well prepared. They've been here a week before those trial games as well at different places around the country. And uh, so, for instance, the Netherlands have been in Adelaide and, and so forth. So all the, all the countries have had a good warm-up to this point. Um, so it's going to be exciting. Double headers down at Geelong uh, for qualification stakes uh, is going to be exciting going into next week. So... Uh, the build-up is coming. The World Cup is here. It's right on our doorstep. It's going to be absolute. The all eyes of world cricket will be here, and uh, it, it is genuinely really exciting um, to, to keep an eye on as we build up to that first game. Can't wait for it all to unfold. Uh, it's an early start to the cricket season here in Australia internationally, but we're looking forward to it. A T20 World Cup long overdue in our on our shores. Bryce, thanks for your time. Great to speak to you again. Great uh, that you enjoyed the Indian experience with the Legends competition, and we'll look forward to hopefully chatting again throughout the season. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Wayne. And just quickly with the Brisbane Lions mm-hmm. and their trade period, I oh, think it's course. a 10 out of 10. They've picked up really well. Of course they have. <laughs> and a Brisbane Lions supporter would think that. But, yep, Dunkley and Gunston, two very handy players to add amongst others. Good on you, Bryce. Have a great day. That's Bryce McGain joining us here on Sport FM. Former Australian leg spinner, passionate Brisbane Lions, well, Fitzroy come Brisbane Lions supporter, joining us here on the show this morning.